0: Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Hope I Didn't Scare You. I'm your host, D. Michael Hope. Each week, I'm going to share with you some short horror stories by indie authors mixed in with a few classic masters, such as Edgar Allan Poe and H.P. Lovecraft. This week, I'm privileged enough to have two stories from S.M. Muse. The first is a short thesis titled The Veil, It was originally printed in Best of the Midwest in 1992. The Veil. In the beginning there was light, and with it came darkness, for without one the other would not exist. And at its dawning, the Veil was created, the thin wavery boundary that separates chaos from order, sanity from babbling madness. By sight, man cannot pierce this veil, nor can one detect it, but one can come close, so very close, as to almost reach out and press his face against its cloying vapor, insisting upon seeing the monstrous outlines of those who wait patiently down the sunless eons to cross that veil through the merest minute tear or pore. Unlike most of the faceless multitude crawling over this sphere, few notice its malignant presence. But there are those, in whom chaos breeds like maggots and dying flesh, who dare the madness and insanity for one dark, insightful glimpse into its shadowy, daggered halls, to stare in terror-filled ecstasy at those who consider mankind insignificant, to be bred and slaughtered like so much cattle. To those who scoff at such tales, let me say that at night, when a man closes his eyes and eternity sweeps over him, when his soul drifts on that obsidian wave of vulnerability, he hovers next to this accursed barrier. And at times, when those unfortunate enough to drift too close, some horrendous monstrosity reaches through the pierced veil and devours in madness that soul and psyche. Oh, yes. We laugh and snicker behind our masks at those we label mad and insane. But each time we close our eyes and taste those bits of death, we allow ourselves to touch that veil, to feel its slipperiness, to taste that copper of fear. And we wait, God's how we wait, and dream and pray that this veil will hold back those ancient, eld beings. For we realize that the thin, filmy vapor of the veil does weaken and tear, and that sooner or later those twisted mockeries of darkness are bound to step through. But this we dare each and every night of our sleeping lives, to drift by that place and look into those dark halls of ageless decay, spot that malevolent shade just out of sight. It is here we pause once more, terrified to the point of gibbering, and hope that those halls be empty, and that soon we will waken to breathe in the light and day of our time. We wish to never close our eyes again, lest that darkness remember our faces, noticing just how close we came before, and who, even now, hungrily awaits our return, never sated, always watching. Our second story this week is titled Long Past Midnight, also penned by SM Muse. It also was originally printed in Best of the Midwest in 1992. Long Past Midnight There is a name for it. It is the primordial fear of darkness, a night so deep and enscrolled with myth and legend as to loosen even a brave man's soul. It is the haunting of those so vile and evilly twisted in hate that warns us of one promise. We are not the masters of all we survey. It lurks in the subway, dim and empty, when you are alone on that platform with the rumble of a distant train, when from the shadows a lurking shape withdraws, in his right hand a sliver of steel, a hand dripping with gore. It is the attraction of a distant yet near scream in the night, suddenly cut off. That scatter of cans and garbage outside the alley at the strike of midnight. Honey, wake up, did you hear that? What the hell? It's just a damn neighbor's dog again. Go back to sleep. A shrug of covers. Why don't you go check? A voice shaking with fear. A curse followed by a muffle. If you promise to shut up so I can get back to sleep. That long-wait, intense expectation. Her husband's distant voice as he opens the garage door. All right, you son of a bitch. Silence. A muffled blow, heavy weight falling to the ground. Silence. Soft yet shuffling steps back towards their bedroom, deep with shadows. Only a thin finger of light from the gibbous moon outlining the clock on their dresser. A pack of cigarettes. A lighter. Is is that you, honey? Strained yet expectant silence. Slow dragging steps. Damn it, answer me! This isn't funny! She pisses the bed. The first time since she was five years old and snuck a coke under the covers. A dark shape against a much darker background enters the room. It wasn't the neighbor's dog, sweetheart, a voice buzzing and thick with phlegm, not her husband's. It is that unknown fear, that gut-clenching jerk that hits you every time you pass a deserted alley at night, a long dark portal lurking with psychos and winos. Honey, go let Fifi in. She's scratching at the back door. Who cares? I'm trying to watch the game. He farts and draws a long sip from the warm brew. For God's sake, go let the dog in. Be a man for once, not just a lump on a couch drawing unemployment checks. She is ignored, just like she has been for the past ten years of the marriage. A marriage begun on the promises of golden years and a loving partner. An accident at work had put an end to that, taking the job and her husband's pride from him. Years of lies and disillusionment Or maybe a long dose of reality. Frowning, she looks his way. A plastic crowd yells as he fumbles for another beer. Her youth had been wasted for this. He belches again. The leather recliner pops and burps as he shifts his heavy graying frame around. From the corner of his eye, he sees his wife, polyester gown and yellow curlers, get up with a string of muttered curses to let Fifi in. Worthless damn mutt. They had bought the thing back when there had been something to share. Back when the honeymoon was getting stale but not extinct. To hell with her now. Forty and going gray. All fat and soap opera. A man needs his poison and boob tube every now and then. Hell. A man needs love and caring. The back screen door screams open, slaps shut. Get me another brew, will ya? Silence. Then the sound of rummaging in the fridge. Sure, dear. That didn't sound like his wife's voice at all. Grabbing the remote, he turns the volume to a low roar as a heavy slow tread echoes from the kitchen's cheap yellow linoleum. Are you okay? Silence. That sound. Those steps. With the taste of bitter fear in his mouth, he refuses to turn towards the kitchen hall. That slow, halting footfall, like someone carrying something heavy, like a nightmare from the past, yesteryear washes over him, dragging him, screaming back into his childhood. He was in his father's house alone, reading comic books when the front door slammed, announcing his father's entrance, bowels twisting as he turned as the door burst open, there stood his father with the limp, broken body of a dog in his arms. With the look of disgust from his father, the matted, stiff corpse was thrown to the floor, landing like an overripe watermelon waiting to burst. His ten-year-old mind squirmed in fear as hot tears coursed down unchecked. How many times have I told you to keep your stupid mutt locked up? Now you ain't got anything to worry about. The shit's dead, run over, killed... And it's all your fault, you little punk. He wanted to shout his defiance, scream if need be. It was true. He had always kept the dog locked in. But the afternoon had been hot, too damn hot to keep a dog locked up. With the way it had been whimpering, he just had to let it out. He could still remember how it had leaped up on him to lick his face with that warm, wet tongue. The way it had made him laugh. Now it was all gone all the memories of happiness, and it was all his fault. He had cried the rest of the day, and all he could do was stare down at the glazed yellow eyes, the bloody mouth, the broken body. This was all that was left of the only true friend he ever had. Those heavy footfalls came back to him, the sound as if death walked and talked, the sound like his father coming back to him from beyond the grave, coming into the room, his room, to yell at him for letting his life go to hell in a handbasket. He rose and turned as the footfall stopped behind his chair. Screaming, the figure threw his wife's bloody, broken body at his feet. His father's voice rang out, shattering his mind like so much mush. How many times do I have to tell you to keep that mutt locked in, boy? It's that bump in the night. The shape in the bushes outside your window just beyond the light. That strangled gasp from the baby's room followed by a long, dark silence. It is what happens when your car breaks down on a dark gravel road miles from anywhere. Alone except for the moon and the howling of wolves. That crash in the brush across the road amidst the long shadows. It's the sound of a door opening long after midnight downstairs. The one you swore you locked. It's that long halting step on the landing outside your door. Like someone's carrying something heavy. A breath of attar, The rattle as the doorknob is turned. The shadow in the doorway that looks familiar, but isn't. Forever they fear the eyes that watch. Hellborn in suicidal fear. Ageless and dark. Stinking of Atar. Rank of death. Always stalking forever there, beyond all vision, in despair. At night it broods, at night it walks. Eld evil, sign of Hex. Beware the shadow that follows and promises death. It comes on a whisper of blood. Babes cry stillborn as its wont. On the wings of despair it flies. Faceless dark. I, Nagalante. If you like what you hear, then please reach out. Visit philipsjournal.wordpress.com for links to all of SM Muse's works, including his international bestseller, A Gathering of Darkness, an urban contemporary fantasy blending modern-day New York with a 400-year-old mystery. Need something a little darker? Then try Fata Morgana to discover that sometimes the past doesn't always stay in the past. Narrated by yours truly, D. Michael Hope. Email Muse at airofnostalgia at gmail.com. Mention this podcast, and the first five listeners that respond will receive a free audible download of any of S.M. Muse's books, A Gathering of Darkness, Kalen's Tale, or Fata Morgana. If you are interested in learning more about me, D. Michael Hope, please visit dmichaelhope.com or find me on Twitter at dmichaelhope. I hope you enjoyed our second episode. Stay tuned for episode three, which will feature work by J.C. Axe. Hope I didn't scare you. The Veil and Long Past Midnight, copyright by S.M. Muse, 1992. This podcast is copyright 2018 by d michael hope music by kevin mcleod copyright 2016.